you imagine being being the husband of the transportation secretary of the United States of America and being butt hurt that you can't pay that you have to pay off your student loans? It's, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, it's, it, you guys are wealthy, okay? That's that's the fa- you're wealthy. Stop crying about it. People who are far less well off than you make it happen. I, I assure you, you can do that too. Uh, I wonder what his degree program is in. I, would be, I don't know that. I'm too lazy to look that up. If you want to look that up and send it to me in text, what is Chaston's degree in? Let's see if he wasted his time in college or not. All right. Um, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You know, I was going to make um, a bit of a goof about this earlier, and I thought better of it, Josh. So, you know, we did that story about uh, Jake Teshka. His vehicle got all shot up on the road last week. Thank God he and his family are okay. They were in the vehicle when they were they were shot at. A uh, bunch of bullets and things like that in the car. Um, do you think it would be inappropriate of me to let him know that he can go to R&B Car Company and mention me? I'm assuming he needs a new car. Would that be inappropriate? Is that bad timing? Is it too soon? Might be too soon. They're all okay. Is that probably his? Oh, he's calling already. <clears throat> all right. Sorry, Jake. I'm glad that you're, your guys are okay. But because you're okay, I just I feel the need to help you get a, a new vehicle. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Okay. We got a bunch of COVID stories to go with. By the way, Omicron has officially claimed its first life. Uh, the first person has died with Omicron. Whether they were killed from Omicron remains to be seen. But uh, the first official death tied to Omicron has actually happened. Uh, several weeks after it was discovered, of course, everybody continues. Everybody does continue to say that this is minor. Thank God it's minor. It uh, has far less side effects than, than everything else. So um, luckily, luckily, things seem to be progressing in the right way. Uh, what else do we have here? New study. This, this is the study from the American Heart Association. So we talked about this last week. So Dr. Gundry comes out and basically says, yeah, we've got a lot of research that says you over a five-year period, you go from an 11% heart attack risk to 25% after you get vaccinated with an mRNA vaccine. So that's either Pfizer or the Moderna. And the AHA just pulled the study, Josh. They pulled it down. They, they pulled it. Um, one of the reasons cited for pulling this study, this is the, the primary reason was there were typographical errors. So they pulled the study down, and then they said, yeah, in some of the stuff, um, you know, we're not sure if there's enough evidence uh, on there, so we're just we're just going to pull it down. This is, what, the 20th-some-odd study that we have talked about that's been published and has been pulled down by a publication because it didn't fit the narrative? Now, the important thing is, and we played the cardiologist from the U.K., who is saying, look, we've got multiple labs that have confirmed what Dr. Gundry has said. They will not publish because they are funded by Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies, and they will lose their funding if they publish. And I've been over this before. Again, you know, we talked about, we play that montage of all of the news programs that are funded by Pfizer. What is that, a two and a half minute video of the entrances of News outfit after news outfit after news outfit, including sports outfits like ESPN. Okay. 
And they all fund it brought to you by Pfizer. Well, yeah, if, if Pfizer's giving you millions of dollars a year, you're not going to say that Pfizer might kill you. Now, the good news is, again, most people don't have those side effects yet, thank God. That might change as you start injecting yourself more and more and more. We'll see. But I told you a long time ago, well over a year ago, I said, I want you to be on the lookout from something from Europe, okay? There are infectious disease experts and epidemiologists I know those redundant, but you understand what I'm saying. In Europe, that started to take a step back and say, look, we're starting to notice something here. Several studies have shown where there are mask mandates, there are higher rates of infection. And they wanted to figure out if perhaps the masks might actually be a spreader of COVID. So if you go back to before we knew that COVID was airborne, and how people were wearing their mask, and they're touching their mask, and they're touching surfaces and everything else, and it's getting spread everywhere. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, stop doing that. You don't know what you're doing. And leaving it in your car and just, you know, it contaminated everything. And then we found out it was airborne, right? That didn't change. It's just that the primary way that COVID spread now became airborne versus surface. And we found out that very few, very few people actually catch COVID from the surface. You can, but very few. So I told you to be, be on the lookout for this research because they're starting to take a look at whether or not it's possible that masks were actually spreading COVID. There are a couple of different theories about that. Some were people weren't wearing the mask properly. Some were people weren't uh, taking care of the mask, that sort of thing. And lo and behold, a study at the University of Portsmouth in the UK has just found that instances of littering with face masks and other PPE surged by 9,000% during the first seven months of the pandemic and may have helped the virus to spread more rapidly. Uh, You heard it on my show first. BBC News is reporting that the study published in the journal Nature Sustainability concluded around 2 million masks were collected as litter from 11 countries. This was just a snapshot of the situation in the wider world. The study found that COVID-related litter began its exponential increase in March of 2020 as the global pandemic was announced and in conjunction with governments worldwide, introducing restrictions including mandatory face mask wearing. Overall, this is a quote, overall, the study shows the impact that legislating the use of items such as masks can have on their occurrence as litter. Now, that's Dr. Uh, Kieran Roberts, the lead researcher with the University of Portsmouth. We found that littered masks had an exponential increase from March of 2020, resulting in an 84-fold increase by October of 2020. Now, again, that's not all that surprising because you went from certain pockets of the world who wear masks regularly to basically the whole world wearing masks. You'd expect there to be some litter. Um, And we've talked about the environmental impact of these masks and stuff like that for a long time now on the show, and I know that we're not alone in that. Uh, We need to avoid this pandemic litter becoming a lasting legacy, Robert said. It's already showing up big time in the oceans and the waterways, big time, especially in Africa and Asia. Uh, The study was conducted in Australia, Belgium, Canada, France, Germany, and the Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, Sweden, and the UK and the US using the litter collecting app Litterati. Never heard of it. Don't know anything about it, but I guess if you're into litter, that's your thing. Uh, The research further noted that the U.K. has the highest overall proportion of masks, gloves, and wipes as litter. 
which might be a little surprising to some people because the UK is not a third world country. In three months of, uh, hold on. In the three months of August, September, and October, sorry, there's a typo. In 2020, masks made up more than 5% of all litter in the country that's in the UK, with wipes and gloves accounting for a further 1.5%, according to the study. Now, um, what is interesting about this is that they go over, they're talking about the polluting aspect of this for the most part in this thing, but they also are wondering, and they're looking at this here, um, there's a possibility that these masks, because they were contaminated and then discarded, that the masks may have contributed to the spread of COVID in various ways. This is the first piece of research that's been published, which actually says, we think that this is a possibility here. Now, it's not concrete. It's not a clinical trial. It's, you have to keep that in perspective. But this is the, that I'm aware of, this is the first piece of published scientific research that, that at least alludes to it. We've heard from, you know, top health officials in Europe. We've heard from epidemiologists and infectious disease experts that that was a possibility and they were exploring it. But now you actually have a study from the University of Portsmouth, mostly about the littering aspect of mass and the environmental impact, but also acknowledging the very real possibility that contaminated masks which were discarded in an unsanitary uh, way, may have very well led to the, the contributed spread of COVID. And we have numerous, numerous data sets that show that schools with masking versus schools without masking have higher rates of infection. We have seen over and over and over again that in the, in the instance of serious COVID restrictions, where you stay indoors, you mask, you know, there's lockdowns and things like that. They have higher rates of infection per capita than places that are more open. The NBA right now, let's look at the NBA. The NBA was considered the gold standard for COVID mitigation, right? The NBA had, what was it called, the dome, right, Josh? And and you would, I mean, serious fines if you snuck a girl in, right, because a couple of guys snuck girls in, th- things like that. And the whole point was to isolate all of the players, Nobody would be able to get COVID, right? You're vaccinated. You're tested on a regular basis. You basically live in a bubble, okay? And you can't get COVID. Why is the NBA being decimated by COVID right now? Why is that? Josh? But they're all vaccinated. I realize I'm being redundant here because you all understand the vaccines don't last forever. But there's still a lot of people out there who... who some call this show, and they just assume that when they get vaccinated, they're permanently safe from COVID. By the way, the latest research on Pfizer shows that Pfizer is only just over 20% effective against Omicron. And that's with a fresh dose of Pfizer, right? Not that two-week period, but uh, just past the two-week period. So not a worn-out period of Pfizer, but Pfizer itself is about 20-some, I think it's like 24% effective against Omicron. Natural immunity continues to beat Omicron. It's just how it is. Um, So, yeah, this is it. Uh, There's trouble in the NBA, the so-called paragon of how to successfully slam dunk the COVID-19 pandemic despite a 97% vaccination rate. An outbreak of the coronavirus is fast breaking through the league despite a 60% player booster shot rate. The league has already lost just as many players and coaches to the dreaded illness as it did last season. 
when fewer people have been jabbed. So again, how is it that you have just as many people post-vaccine with COVID in the NBA as you did pre-vaccine? How is that possible? There is a simple answer. And remember, sometimes the simplest answer is the best answer. The simplest answer is, yeah, this crap isn't working as good as they, they told you it was going to work. And that's why they have to give you, we went over this last, was a Friday, I believe. You've got uh, one official saying you need a fourth shot. That's the Pfizer official. Pfizer says you need a fourth shot to be fully vaccinated. Another one says five. Another says six. Uh, you got this health official in, I think, Australia says, no, 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 you're going to need seven boosters. It's never ending. Nobody's talking about the pill. I, who knows? Who knows how many on the, the Merck pill thing? Somebody's asking how many have died. Zero that I'm aware of. Zero that I'm aware of. Um, this is another thing, too, is, <clears throat> hold on, there's a story about the SEC. And then there's a, another story here. Again, Europe, you got to pay attention to soccer players in Europe. Um, there is another story here about the SEC. Because remember, there's big predictions about how the stadiums were going to cause massive increases in COVID. They didn't. They didn't. So I guess if you chant, let's go, Brandon, we have more scientific evidence that if you chant, let's go, Brandon, you'll be protected from Rona than if you got vaccinated. Just throwing that out there. There's a, a possible treatment. Seems to be some form of an inoculation. I don't know how. I'll go over the uh, the SEC story here and some other stuff here in just a second on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right. So here's here's the thing here. All right, we got SEC football games. Did not cause any COVID-19 outbreaks. Right? Remember that was going to be a big old story? SEC was going to cause a bunch of outbreaks? No outbreaks. Why do we have less outbreaks of football games and basketball games? What's the... Oh. Could it be that football games are mostly played outdoors? Just asking questions. Uh, What else do we have here? This is the headline. The answer is obvious, but we still need to ask, why have no corporate media journalists covered the biggest story of the year? Now, this is in Europe. And this is all about the soccer players. We've been documenting the soccer players. Now, generally speaking, soccer players, and again, when when you play a sport like soccer, huge respiratory issues and things of that nature... Um, this could account for some of the stuff in the NBA as well. Respiratory issues, you're running up and down the courts and that sort of stuff. Whereas football, it's kind of like a sprint break, sprint break, sprint break. And that could be a factor. Okay, I don't know for sure. Um, but generally speaking, when you have players that like collapse, in a normal year, they actually documented this, in a normal year, there's about 30 to 70 such incidents of a player just kind of like collapsing and then finding a heart issue or a blood clot or neuropathy or something like that, okay? Usually 30 to 70. You have any idea how many have uh, collapsed in 2021? Over 300. Over 300. Okay? It is, It. this is insane. And, of course, the soccer players over there in Europe for the various leagues are constantly going on the news media. I've talked about this on social media. There was one soccer player 
uh, when one collapsed, they went to like, uh, you know, the panel of people. There's three people there. There's two reporters and there's one player who's acting as a player reporter. And he asked the question, he goes, was he vaccinated? And they cut the camera off just like that. Gone. Disappeared the segment. Now, this is a thing that they're talking about over there, the, the soccer players in Europe. And they have used a mixture of AstraZeneca and Pfizer. It depends on the country that they're in, right? Uh, so there's a lot of Pfizer that was used by a lot of these countries. In the UK, you had a mixture of AstraZeneca and Pfizer. Uh, how many of these resulted in deaths? Similar to what I mentioned earlier, the death of an athlete due to heart attacks and other conditions not normally associated with young athletes always made the news in the past. There would be years when there were fewer than 10 reports that matched this criteria. Okay, Do you know how many people died, soccer players, have died in 2021 from these, these issues? 176. So typically, 10-ish or so? Always big news, and we had, we had made this observation too, when a teenager or young athlete collapses on the court, that is national news. It starts a national discussion of their diet. It starts a discussion about the, the energy drinks they, they might be consuming because typically when it's a teenage athlete, like I said, you run into a few different factors that tend to be the cause. Multiple energy drinks consumed within a 24-hour period, a liquid diet, some kind of a fat-burning pill, right, where they're abusing all of these things. Non-normal use, abuse. And what happens is they collapse, they end up having heart issues. So this has always been a big story. Well, in Europe, it's the same thing because it's still rare. But now we're at a point where typically you've got like, I don't know, 10 of these players. Keep in mind, we're talking about thousands and thousands of players in, in lots of countries. Okay, we're not talking about one league like the NFL. You typically have like 10 or so players who would die per year. You've got 176 in 2021. And, of course, Europeans and the soccer players themselves are asking, why in the world are we not covering this? They've done charts going over goodsciencing.com. They've done charts going over the years of how many times there's been a collapse or a death. And when you look at the chart, guys, okay, the chart's like flat, flat, flat. It's like kind of normal. And then all of a sudden, it just shoots up after the vaccines go up. It just shoots through the roof. Now, these are healthy people who are likely not going to die from COVID anyway. So, again, this comes down to you have to ask these questions. I'm not telling you not to get vaccinated. I'm just saying that there are certain populations that probably need to prioritize a vaccination. There are other populations that may want to reconsider, especially if you're not at risk from COVID. But there's an awful lot of soccer players that they're pointing out. Nobody's talking about this. And it is a big deal in their community over in Europe because they're dropping like flies and nobody is talking about it. And when the players try to bring it up, they get cut off and nobody actually listens to them. So much so that the players union is even advocating on this issue. MNC News Time is 5.33. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. What's that? What? Yeah. Okay. Impress Jewelry Creations. Creating... The moments that will last a lifetime. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Be back in a minute. I don't know if uh, you all saw, but they figured out what Kamala Harris has been doing the whole time she's been in office. Did you see that story? Because Kamala Harris has basically been like, she's been incognito. Nobody knows what, she, what she's doing, where she's going. Um, so the the San Francisco Chronicle 
who is desperately trying to avoid covering the crime wave in the city, um, they decided to do a whole expose on Kamala Harris and what she's been up to lately. She has redesigned her office. It's been repainted. It's been redecorated and everything else. So that's what she's, uh, that's what she's been up to. All of the other things that she's tasked with doing are still a mess and are falling apart. But, you know, it's good to know that her office has been redesigned. And it's funny. They said, oh, it's been repainted in in warm colors. It's like blue and white. There's nothing, it's nothing warm about that. What are you talking about? But, you know, what can I say? So at least her office got redesigned. There is there's that. Your taxpayer dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. So we've told you a couple of different stories. Uh, we've told you a story about a a person who was denied ivermectin in the hospital. Okay, we're talking about people who are at the end of their life. They're fighting. There's no options left, and they were denied ivermectin. They died. Had another case where they got ivermectin. They were on a ventilator. They survived. We've got this case here in New Jersey. A wife died while the husband was begging the hospital to administer ivermectin. He had it in his hand, and he could not get them to give her ivermectin. She passed away. Now, I've already been over this. There are, you know, there's like 70 studies now on ivermectin. Um, There's like 230 studies done on hydroxychloroquine. Ivermectin appears to work better than hydroxychloroquine stack does. Um, But... If you're in a hospital environment, this is the thing that, you know, we've got, sorry, but doctors have just violated their Hippocratic Oath at this point in time. If there's nothing else you can do, you're at the end. They're going to die. And there's nothing else in the hospital's arsenal. Why not try it? Why not? If you have nothing else at that hospital that can save that person's life, you're just waiting for them to check out. Just give them the stupid pill. That's all you got to do. But they didn't, and now she's dead. Would it have saved her? I don't know. I can tell you that it has saved other people at that stage. And why not give it a try? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does, then it's a miracle. More coming up. You saw 95.3 Michigan's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, wrapping things up here. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow will be the last show for me of the year. We'll simulcast with WoWo tomorrow. <clears throat> I wanted to leave you with just something real interesting for the water cooler, for those of you who are finishing out your, uh, your week before the holiday at work. A woman <clears throat> on a Delta Airlines flight uh, was caught breastfeeding a cat. And I know it's Monday, and you probably think that you didn't hear me right. A woman on a Delta Airlines flight was caught breastfeeding a cat. <clears throat> a woman on a Delta Airlines flight was caught breastfeeding a cat.
That's going to be a coffee with Casey for sure, dude. <laughs> All right. Go to the burningtruth.us. Tons of podcasts, new videos, things like that got uploaded over the weekend. The burningtruth.us. You can get the daily show prep there, too. And if you're uh, still emailing me about where to get some links and stuff, it's in the daily show prep, theburningtruth.us.